Hello there, my name is Lewis James and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast and all-round nerd. Now video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories and environments and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to my Melodies of Life. You may realise that my voice sounds slightly more hoarse than in the intro. That's because I have a sore throat and... I didn't want to delay this podcast any further, so sorry. I don't know about you, but I definitely needed a break from recording episodes during the festive season. The end of 2022 for me personally was nothing short of hectic, but there is only one segment where I can fully reveal such details. For the first time in 2023, it's admin time. On top of my day job going through peak hours, there were also numerous family emergencies that needed my attention. I won't go into details here for obvious reasons, but what I can go into detail with is how I'm moving forward with this podcast and subsequent new series. In the first series, I covered a lot of Final Fantasy music in a short period of time. Despite being a fan, listening to a franchise's soundtrack for analytical reasons and not just for the sake of it, did give me a sense of burnout. To clarify, this is not exclusively a Final Fantasy podcast. As much as I love the franchise, I felt like this was the right time for the podcast to branch out to other franchises and soundtracks. I will go back to Final Fantasy in a future series so I can finish off the rest of the main installment soundtracks. But that's neither here nor there. There is one other video game franchise that does share the same anniversary as Final Fantasy though, give or take five months. So without further ado, let's dive into the music of Metal Gear. For those who do not know, the first game in the Metal Gear series isn't the highly praised classic PlayStation game Metal Gear Solid, far from it. Metal Gear is a game that was initially released for the Japanese-exclusive MSX2 in 1987. The game would later be released for other Western systems like the NES, Commodore 64 and even on MS-DOS. But the quality of each version does differ, some more dramatically than others. The NES version doesn't even share the same soundtrack. The father of the franchise, Hideo Kojima, has been on record to state that these versions of the game are not the true Metal Gear, as he had no involvement in those stages of localization. Comparing the two soundtracks would be an interesting task though. Lucky for us, the original game, along with the sequel, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, has been included as part of Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence on PlayStation 2, and the subsequent HD remasters on the PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and Xbox 360. But what is this game about? Is there a story? 
Fear not, as I have the story synopsis right here. Two hundred kilometers north of the region of Gulsberg, South Africa, lay the fortress of Outer Heaven, a fortified state that had been founded by a legendary mercenary in the late 1980s. In 1995, the Western world had received intelligence that warned of a weapon of mass destruction that was supposedly being constructed deep within the fortress. High-tech special forces unit Foxhound commanded by the legendary soldier Big Boss, sent their best agent Grey Fox to infiltrate the stronghold. However, days later, contact with Grey Fox was lost, his final transmission consisting only of two words, Metal Gear. With the goal of rescuing Grey Fox and uncovering the meaning of the cryptic message, rookie operative Solid Snake is sent into outer heaven, alone. What you just heard in the background is the reoccurring theme that is played when you are infiltrating Outer Heaven undetected. The theme of Tara. Who's Tara, you may ask? Well, you might not like the answer to that question. There is no Tara in this game, and no character by the name of Tara is mentioned in the series at all. At least to my knowledge. The title of the piece is actually a pun. It is what the two-note motif that repeats throughout would sound like when pronounced phonetically. I'll play it again with some minor annotations from my end and you'll see what I mean. Ta-da! Ta-da! Originally composed by Iku Misatani, it was forwarded to Kojima for approval. It was Kojima who listened to the music and interpreted the two-note motif as Tara, hence the title. It's nothing more than an inside joke. So that's the Dorman's infiltration music. It sets the scene while keeping a lingering amount of tension in the air with its minimalistic structure. It is you versus the world after all. At least, that's what it would feel like for someone like Solid Snake on his first mission. I mentioned earlier in the episode that the NES pause of the game had a different soundtrack, composed by Kazuki Muraoka. This is the theme that replaced the theme of Tara, and is played when you're sneaking around outdoor areas, simply called jungle. I don't really know what to think about this one. This is probably my nostalgia talking, but I personally prefer Tara over this. I'm not sure why. 
Something just seems off. I can see it fitting a menu screen or an old school horror title like Sweet Home. Not a stealth mission, but that's just me. So that's what you hear when you are sneaking around the area undetected. But what if you get spotted by the enemy? Well again you'd hear different music depending on the version. This is the MSX version, Red Alert. It keeps the same key as Tara, as if the two pieces are somewhat interconnected, but the tempo and overall pacing of the piece has drastically increased. You've been spotted, and you need to hide quickly before the enemy outflanks you. You're only one soldier. You can't take too many hits or it's game over for you. The fight or flight instinct a soldier would feel in situations like this is captured really well with the music despite the limitations of the time. Over time the alert theme will improve to become the musical highlights of each game in the series. But I'm getting ahead of myself. For comparison's sake, this is what is heard in the NES version Detected. The introduction sounds similar, but as the music progresses it sounds less like you want to get away from your pursuers, and more like you're on your way to gun everyone down. Like something similar to a scene from Commando. I don't know what it is about Mura Oka's NES soundtrack for Metal Gear, but it definitely feels like one extreme compared to the other extreme in the guise of Bisutani's MSX soundtrack. Now this is where I have to confess something. Remember earlier in the episode when I said that the soundtrack has completely changed between the MSX2 and the NES versions of Metal Gear? That's not entirely true. After researching for soundtracks for this episode, as I've only ever played the ported MSX2 version that's included in Metal Gear Solid 3 HD, I experienced a realisation that a lot of the second half of Mizutani's soundtrack remains intact in both versions. Of course the quality differs on the version, as neither systems share the same sound chip. So just for the sake of convenience, I'll focus on the MSX soundtrack for the rest of the episode. With that in mind, let's listen to one more track before we wrap up. This is what you hear whenever you get caught up by a boss battle with one of the more elite soldiers in Outer Heaven titled Mercenary. Imagine that you are in Snake's shoes. You're seeing through this mission undetected and unscathed, for the most part, only to have someone more well equipped than you catch you out, and the only way out is to put the enemy six feet under. The majority of your equipment was procured on site, so you're already at a disadvantage. You just have to make do with what you've got. Again, for limited technology, and I say that in hindsight, 
does not show its age when it comes to expressing clear emotions. If I had to choose the soundtrack that I preferred, I definitely would go for the MSX version. The same goes for which version of the game I would recommend. Thanks to the HD collection, it is so much more accessible, unless you happen to have an NES and a Metal Gear cartridge. On top of that, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake completely ignores the NES version, which is considered non-canon. Despite getting its own sequel, Snake's Revenge, I can't say those games are necessary in order to get the full Metal Gear experience. Stick with the tried and tested, if you ask me. Now I can officially say that Series 2 is underway. In two weeks I will be back with an analysis of the music from Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. While you wait for the next episode, why not listen to my analysis of Final Fantasy 1-7 through from last year. If you just found this podcast, I do recommend checking those episodes out. Sharing the podcast on social media, rating, reviewing, and subscribing on your podcast platform of choice really does help out with what I do. Keeping up to date with my social media is also a great way to see what I've been up to on top of knowing firsthand when new episodes are released. All the details can be found at lewisjamesmusic.com. Until next time, this has been a Lewis James production of My Melodies of Life.